This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Jessica identifies my um, loving her out loud as courageous. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, we only need courage in the face of fear. And I was not afraid to love her to the top of my throat. This is Death, Sex, and Money. The show from WNYC about the things we think about a lot and need to talk about more. I'm Anna Sale. I last spoke to actress Niecy Nash back in 2017. It was on stage at the Ace Hotel in Los Angeles. And in the five years since, her life has changed dramatically, including falling in love and marrying her wife, Jessica Betts, an R&B singer-songwriter. I talked to them both over Zoom while they were at home sitting on a couch together in L.A., They have the kind of love where they finish each other's sentences. And after almost two years of marriage, they're still both so awestruck that they're together. They told me that when they first met in 2015, they began a deep friendship. And neither of them was expecting to fall in love. Well, what happened was I saw Jessica in a documentary. and The same difference. A documentary called The Same Difference. And I, she didn't even speak in the documentary. But when I saw her, something ethereal went through me that said, cover and protect. And in my prayer time, I said, you know, well, how do I cover and protect someone I don't even know? And I said, well, I'll follow her in social media and I'll pray for her. That's that's all I could really do, you know, just pray for her gifts and you know, pray for her life, pray for her well-being. And when she noticed I was following her, she sent me a DM and said, I'm looking for people of note to make videos about my music. If you wouldn't mind making a video, that would be great. Mm-hmm. What? What? <laughs> Say it. You're leaning I, in. That Jessica. I left you on red for three months. Because yeah, she left me on red for three months. <laughs> that's true. But I still made you the video. Reply. No, okay. but I still end up making the video and we became friends. I was in a in a long-term marriage. She was in a long-term relationship. And we just were friends only. And I booked a series called Claws on TNT. Yes. And I thought about her for one of the characters, suggested her, and they wanted to see her. So I said, I will work with you via FaceTime to prepare you for this audition because she's like, I'm not an actor. And I'm like, you will be. Stay tuned. Hmm. Um, And so she ended up at some point booking something on the show. And that was when we saw each other for For the the first first time time face to face. Uh And what did I say to you the first time I saw you? The very first time I saw you face to face, what did I say? Well, I was uh, walking out of the uh, trailer um, 
And the first thing she said to me was, oh, okay, you what the people want to see. You what the people want to see, baby. <laughs> oh. but, but, but even at that, it wasn't you're what the people want to see, like, oh. No, like, yeah, because it wasn't, see, well, you're my wife now, but when, because I was about to say when I met my wife, but when I met Nisi, there was never any energy or she's never, she she never came across as anyone that I felt like I could flirt with, or I never even felt that it was uh, respectable uh, to, you know, kind of make a pass at her or anything. All of that mm-hmm. stuff was off limits. It was out of bounds. So when she said that I didn't take it um, as something sensual or sexual, it was something more empowering and like motivational. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You, 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 what the people want to see. I'm like, okay, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So that was the energy I got from that. So you're looking at her, Nisi, and you say, Jessica, you're, you, you're the, what people want to see. You, you've got some star quality kind yes. of is what you're saying. Yes. Like I, I see you. Yes. I, f- I feel fully We're going to get you in front of the camera. I see. <laughs> yes. I see. Yes. And I just I just want to go back to what you said, Nisi, this urge to cover and protect Jessica. What do you, how do you understand that? At the time I didn't. Uh but after we met, um she became my friend and mm-hmm. my cover and protect of her looked like let me help you if you're having a challenge in your relationship. Let me give you the best advice I could give you. Oh, wait, the people didn't do your contract right? Let me call them. Oh, I found out about this thing and I referred you to it. Oh, you're performing somewhere? Let me come support you. Like, that was how I interpreted it. And that was how it laid out for us until one day I looked at her and my eyes crossed. And I said, <laughs> who are you and where did you come from? While Nisi was filming a movie in New Jersey, where Jessica lived at the time, they discovered they were staying five minutes away from each other. Back then, Nisi was in the process of getting divorced, and the news had leaked while she was filming. It was a hectic period for her, but they found time to hang out. I was on my way to go get crabs by myself. And she said, oh my God, I want crabs. The space, the the spot was right in the middle of where we both live. I said, meet me at the crab spot. Shout out to Just Be Claws in Jersey City. Just Be Claws. <laughs> so I go to Just Be Claws, and guess who's not there? Jessica. Jessica. So I'm like, I'm late. Well, I'm I, tardy to the party. I ordered my food. <laughs> Listen, I had crab juice all on my elbows by the time she showed up. Yep. That's how I know it wasn't a date, because I didn't care. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what I had on, yeah, because she- I didn't care. Yep. And while we were eating and just chatting, I just looked at her and I was like, my eyes, I felt like my eyes went, ooga. And I was like, <laughs> who, who, what, wait a minute, who is this sitting across from me? I felt like I saw her with fresh eyes. Hmm. And then Did I. Did you feel that, Jessica? Not in the moment, a, n- you probably didn't. Let me ask you that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good actress. I wasn't letting you know nothing. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know, but I was um I, I at the but at the time, you know, I, I didn't know, 
But I, I was very curious after we had a conversation, we spoke for a little while. I'm like, okay, you know, cause she's asked, she had asked me to go back to her place after the after we uh after we ate. And okay, I was pause, like, pause. Going back to your place, like <laughs> wait a minute. Here's what happened. What? I I felt flutters, I felt hot, <laughs> I felt like my pits were sweating. I, I was like, I feel something, but this is unusual because this is my friend and it's a woman. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get a read on it. So I was like, "Let me. I want to keep the night going to see if I'm crazy or if <laughs> if if yeah. what I'm feeling is a thing." So I was like, "Uh, I'm getting ready to go home and watch my favorite movie. If you want to come," and she was like, "Uh, okay." So we, what movie? Um, the original Sparkle with Philip Michael Thomas and Irene Cara. Thank you very mm. much. <laughs> so we go back, we watch the movie, and I'm still like, my stomach has butterflies in it. This is crazy. I don't know what is happening. But after the movie <laughs> ended, I didn't have any more tricks. I'm like, okay, the movie is over. Uh, All right, see you later. And mm-hmm. she was like, okay. And we hugged each other. And I kissed her on the cheek, but the kiss on the cheek was soft. It and was a kiss. It was a kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And when we pulled back and looked cheek. at each other, she just she saw it in my eyes, and she said, "You want to go lay down?" Mm. And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe you, man, baby. I'm sitting here looking at you right now. I can't believe you're mine. I love you. I love you, too. Wow, I need to take a breath after that story. Um, (laughs) Well, I have two questions. I have one for each of you. So, Nisi, in your your life, Mm -hmm. when you feel like that kind of flood of emotion previous to this night, and, and you're like, I don't understand what this is about, I don't understand where this is leading me, are you the type of person who's like... Well, I'm just going to go for this. I don't know what this is, what's going to happen. Like, do you just, is that part of your personality or was this a little unusual because you were in kind of a state of transition in your life and there was a lot up in the air? Okay. So let's unpack that real quick to be clear. When I see something, I'm attracted to it. I want it. I go get it. Mm. No, it's not an option. As I'm going to come back with everything I set out to go get. However... Mm -hmm. I have never started with anyone who I was friends with first. Mm. So that was the the hesitation. Um, And on the other side of it, I also, you know, ran away and ghosted because not of shame, but because I felt like, man, if I ruin this and I can't be friends with this person anymore, I'm going to be devastated because I mm-hmm. wanted to know JB. I call her JB. I wanted to know mm-hmm. Jessica until they threw dirt on my face. I wanted to always keep her friendship. Um, and I was like, and if this moment in time messed it up, I'll she never forgive was, myself. She didn't know if I was the hit it or quit it type. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I believe that. What? <laughs> No, that's not no, true. But but to, but but to add to her story, she did. She goes to me. So we we basically I felt like we were so intimate. I felt like we made love, you know, that night. And then the next day, 
crickets, nothing. Mm. I text Did you her. reach out? Yes. You reach out. I'm like, good morning. I woke up like hella excited and happy. Good morning. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, crickets. Good afternoon. I was like, okay, well, maybe she's sleeping. Maybe she's in the meeting. Good afternoon. Crickets. No response. D- dinner time. I'm like, well, good evening. Crickets. Nothing. And this mm-hmm. this went on for like days. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, something's happening. I was just afraid. Hmm. Jessica, or sh- should I call you JB or should I call you Jessica? You can call Which me do you JB. prefer? I'm JB. JB, yeah. okay. JB, did you, um, had that happened before with you? And if you'd ever, had you ever been with somebody who thought of themselves as straight before they were with you and then they freaked out? Had that happened to you before? Uh, yes, yes. I've, I've, I've had experiences with women that never had experiences with women before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, when that was happening with Nisi, was there part of you like, oh man, here's where uh, yeah, we was, are again? Yep, yeah, absolutely. I was like, okay, you know, uh, because you know, I understood what she was feeling um, based off of my prior experiences, and you know, I texted her. Maybe like four days went past. I don't think any more than that. And then I sent her a very wordy text message. And I just put in the message that, you know, um, first of all, I had a great time, but there was <laughs> but there was something that I felt that was missing in terms of what she felt safe with and and about me that she what obviously she didn't know, uh, that she could keep her feeling safe with me. And so I just expressed to her that whatever she's feeling, she could express that to me. And right away, she she responded right away. And it was crazy also because um, I didn't know that where she was in her life. I mean, I knew that her relationship had come to an end, but I didn't know that our connection was the thing that made her know within herself that she could love again. You know, mm. you know how sometimes after you have a breakup and you you have you decide this is what I'm going to do or this is what I'm going to be moving forward. You know what I mean? And I think she thought on the other side of her last relationship, she was just going to be a playboy with a heart, a playboy <laughs> with a heart of gold. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> and then along came this pretty spider. And <laughs> that's right. I mean, uh, it's not necessarily that I was a player or anything like that. Um, it was just more so about um, the way that I see things, my perspective. And so, you know, <laughs> when we were watching the movie, and I don't know, like, I've only felt this way once, maybe twice in my life, in my entire life, where I'm getting butterflies. You know, my palms are sweaty. You know what I mean? And now I'm I'm a little uncomfortable because, you know, I'm like, okay, that's the feeling I felt years and many, many years ago. I was like, wow, this is this is that. This whole experience, this whole relationship has been really the first time in my life that I felt fully seen. 
you know, I've I've been in situations before where people, you know, they they will they want to take the meat and leave the bones. I like this. Mm. I like this. I like this about you. That, mm, and if you could change that and improve that, or be better with that, or be less of that, or don't lead so much with the thing, you know. Um, it, it's always been love. I've always been loved with conditions. And so I was found myself in a situation where I was able to show all my sides, all my parts, you know, the shiny parts, as well as the bullet holes and the stab wounds and the trauma and all of those things. And she still said to me, I see you and come on. Coming up. Nisi and Jessica learn to live together as a couple and take their love story public. Well, nothing was going to be as uh, dramatic as posting our wedding photo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was the thing that broke the internet and went around the world three times. Mm-hmm. That was quite a quite a move. The Supreme Court decision in Dobbs versus Jackson last week overturned Roe versus Wade and ended the constitutional right to abortion after 49 years in the United States. While the leaked draft a few weeks ago suggested that this decision was likely, we know that the reality of this final decision is settling in for people in a variety of ways. And in recent weeks, we've heard from quite a few of you about what you've been reconsidering ahead of this decision, like from a listener named Megan in Oklahoma. The state legislature here in Oklahoma has already passed laws that will eliminate so much reproductive care, including abortions. But there's also been talk about those laws affecting other forms of preventative birth control. So although I have another two years left for uh, my IUD to be effective, I opted to go ahead and have that IUD removed and replaced now, literally yesterday. Another listener, Emily, is 20 and lives in Arkansas, where a trigger law made abortions illegal last week. She's currently in college and says the thought of losing access to abortion where she lives makes her afraid. I can barely afford to live as it is. I mean, the last thing that I want to do is give birth at 20 years old and have to live in poverty. I'll have to drop out of college or something, and I feel like it's all on me. I have to take my birth control on time, you know? My partner will be there, yes, but my family and the more conservative people in my community, they're not going to ask him why he didn't do anything. They're going to blame me. They're going to ask me, what's wrong? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And to be completely honest, I'm doing pretty much everything I can. We still want to hear from you about how you're reacting to this news. What changes are you thinking of making for your reproductive health care or how you talk about pregnancy with partners, maybe even where you'll live? Send us an email or a voice memo to deathsexmoney at wnyc.org. 
This episode is brought to you by Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he will chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. I'm Shankar Vedantam, here to tell you about a great mystery. That mystery is you. As the host of a podcast called Hidden Brain, I explore big questions about what it means to be human. Questions like, where do our emotions come from? Why do so many of us feel overwhelmed by modern life? How can we better understand the people around us? Discover your hidden brain. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. We have had a lot of exciting new things to share with you about the show recently, but this might be some of our biggest news yet. Death, Sex, and Money is officially going to be live in New York City at the Tribeca Festival on June 11th. And I want to personally invite you to the live taping we'll be doing with the legendary journalist Kara Swisher. If you know Kara's work, you know her ability to get people to tell her things is unmatched. And she does it in her signature, hard-charging way. She's not afraid of things getting a little combustible. I have a slightly different interview style, so we're going to talk about that and play around with that in experimental ways that I think will make this a special show unlike any of our other live shows up to this point. And it's not often that I get to do a live Death, Sex, and Money show in New York, so I really hope to see you there. Whether you're in the city, on the East Coast, or just been looking for a reason to visit New York City, come on June 11th for this show. You can get tickets now at TribecaFilm.com slash DeathSexMoney. We are so excited to see you there. This is Death, Sex, and Money from WNYC. I'm Anna Sale. Nisi Nash and Jessica Betts became a couple in February 2020, the same month Nisi turned 50. Jessica was 37. And then the world shut down because of the pandemic. So the first phase of their relationship was very private until they posted a picture of their backyard wedding on Instagram in August of 2020. No one saw it coming. 
Uh, no one had ever seen me date a woman. No one even knew I was in a relationship, you know, except my Fab Five. Who's your Fab Five? <laughs> um, my immediate family, which is my sister, my children, my mother. And then my other fingers would go to Sherry Shepard, Ava DuVernay, uh, Oprah Winfrey, and uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Well, even with four, that's like the fabest four I've ever heard me see. <laughs> <laughs> and, and JB, what was that like for you to feel all of a sudden sort of like, oh, everybody's trying to find out who I am and where I came from? Uh, it was kind of crazy because uh, when we posted the, uh, the, the photo from the marriage, it wasn't strategic in a way where we felt like it was going to break the internet. It was more strategic like us holding each other's hands and just jumping off of a cliff mm-hmm. and, you know, and vowing to love each other and stay with each other regardless to what happens and what comes from us showing and, and expressing our love. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, just to to reel it all in and to to finalize the answer to the question, I mean, I didn't realize my wife was such a, a big thing, you know? My wife's a big deal. You know what I mean? I'm a big deal. I'm not a bing, but a boo. So, you know, press and media and, you know, all of that, that's cool and that's one thing. But the authenticity of the relationship is what I hold dear because it's that is what keeps me flat-footed and grounded and staying over here at none of the line because that that's, that's going to come and go. Yeah. Um, I I do wonder, you all were grown people when you found each other and fell in love. And, and once you fall in love and decide to be with somebody and marry them and live together, learning how to share space and live with one another is a whole other process. Like what, was there anything that when you were sort of um, integrating your lives and your habits with one another that you realized, oh, this... This is going to take some adjusting as you got to know what it was like to be together as a couple. Well, for me, I would say no, because I've been married my whole life. I've been married uh-huh. longer than I haven't. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I was married for the, I met my first husband when I was 18. I was married for 17 years in that marriage. My next marriage was a total of 10 years. And so I was used to sharing space. What I wasn't mm-hmm. used to was living alone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. and I thought I was going to live alone for the first time in my life. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be different. What's a bachelorette pad like? <laughs> and I wasn't single five minutes. And let me tell you something. I'm a marrying woman. I got the married juju on me. I can't stay single. They ain't going to let me stay single in these streets. And so getting married and sharing space, I, I welcomed it because... It's what I know more than anything, you know, and I went to Jessica's uh, bachelor pad in New Jersey and I was like, oh, this is cute. Uh, (laughs) And uh, but right before, you know, when there was rumblings that the world was going to be shut down and we had said, you know, hey, we had just became a committed um, 
in a relationship dating on Valentine's Day. And you know the world shut down in, yeah. in March. But when we heard those rumors, I was like, wait a minute. There is no way that I don't even know how long this lockdown is going to be or what is going to happen. But I know I don't want to be in it without you. And I went to New Jersey and we packed up that apartment in one day. And I was like... Two days. It took a couple days. No, no, no. Remember, we, we were going to be there three days. We packed it up one day and left the next day. You don't remember yeah, that? That's my little knapsack. And like, <laughs> I said, we don't, we don't need none of this stuff. Come on. She pretty much made me throw everything away. Right. And but. I mean, and you know, you now you talk about having a strong constitution. When you start cleaning up somebody's house to move, you find all kind of things. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, who is this girl? You know what I mean? What girl <laughs> left this over here? What is this? Throw it away. And throw it first away. First of all, my wife's house was already fully furnished and... She already had her, her, you know, she already had a comfort zone in the home. So uh, there was nothing, there's no space for my stuff except like my clothes and stuff. So I just, well, just got no, tossed. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to say that I, that's an not amazing true. bed that I had to throw away. Oh, God, First that was one of, of all, my best bed. Anyway, I'm going to say that that is not true because I was living in a house. It did not become a home until you got here. Oh, baby. That's, no, that's mm. the truth. Now, you, now I'm going to tell the truth. You shame the devil. This place did not become a home until you got here. And we nested in it together. Because I bought a house, but then I had never lived 30 days straight in it because I was always working out mm. of town. So when mm -hmm. we got here, we were able to curate a music room for Jessica. She was able to find things around the house that I didn't even know I had. Who knew the pool had waterfalls? How did you find that button? <laughs> so we literally fell in love and, and discovered this home together during COVID. And, and JB, with where you were in your life, was this like nesting? Was this something that you had felt independently that you were sort of craving to kind of build a home with someone or was this kind of, wow, now I'm doing this. It was, yeah, wow, and now I'm doing this. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, uh -huh. you know, as she said, you know, uh, I had got accustomed, you know, to just kind of like living alone, you know, I lived alone for years. So yeah, I mean, you know, when I got, when I, when I got here, you know, it was a minor adjustment. You know, my my wife doesn't like using the same bathroom, so you know, you know, those are things that we could do to kind of, she said, keep the relationship strong. We don't use the same restroom and stuff like that. Um, oh, no, that's how you, know, you have. A, that's how you have a good long marriage. Have your own bathroom. I like that. Even when I we like travel, that. even when we travel, we will not stay anywhere unless we have at I least two bathrooms. I think it's absurd, bathrooms. but whatever. I, it is what it is. You know, I I'll go find another bathroom. <laughs> Do you ever feel the difference in your age? In our age. Mm hmm. Uh. Sometimes. You do? Sometimes, yeah. When? <laughs> well, you know, like at nine, at nine o'clock, my wife is like, it's time for bed. I'm like, wait, what? 
No, that's not A. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That is not A. I'm like, I'm not ready to go to sleep yet. No, let me tell you something. But I'm also the same person whose eyes open at at 6 a.m., 5 to 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm up. So I I like to get up early and seize the day. I mean, you know, so that's not age. That's just preference. You know, my wife, she, she, she has a very youthful spirit. And she's so much fun. She's so full of fucking life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know the. I guess the gap comes in like on. Like I said, for me, it's like you know I'll be in the car and I want to listen to you know uh, Lil Nas and Lil Wayne, and she's like, "Yo, you, you know, turn on the station, turn on the turn on the um." What are you? What's your I thing? Like Anita Baker and Luther Vandross and you know, Adele. You know what I mean. But that's so. not age. That's just music preference. It's okay, baby. It's okay. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh, get away. JB, do you think of yourself as a step parent? What's your relationship to Nisi's children? Um, a step parent. I mean, I guess so. I mean, I guess so. You know what I mean? Um. Uh, the relationship with the kids are all cool. You know, all her children are grown. Uh, but I do have my uh, individual relationships with all three of them. You know, uh, we've all had our our, um, our own time. Uh, uh, her son is very fun and an outgoing guy, cool and hip. You know what I mean? Uh, so I like him a lot. He has a great smile. Her middle child, hmm. Danielle, she's very smart and talented. She's somewhat, somewhat like her mom when it comes down to like the arts. You know, she like to act and stuff like that, and uh, she's a very loving girl. Uh, and the baby, of course, it's like copy and paste on this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She was just here what yesterday. Oh yeah, the baby, and, the, the the little one is funny yeah. because she she will never miss a moment. To 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 rag on us about anything. What yeah. up, moms? What are you guys <laughs> over there doing? Having hot lesbian yeah. sex? <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want, and why are you disturbing it? <laughs> you know. I will tell you this. She's also a musician, and one of my greatest joys is when. It just so happens sometimes they're upstairs together, Jessica and my youngest, Dia, making music. And I can hear them mm. both at the same time. It just makes my heart full. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Do you do you play together? Do you sing together? What do you usually do when you're jamming? Um, I, play, I play and sing, but normally for her, I'm like her engineer. You know, I become her uh-huh. engineer. I, I, I navigate her sessions so that she could sing, record her sessions, and send them off to mix. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Um, I want to ask you all about faith, uh, because you both mentioned have mentioned prayer. Um, Nisi, you were once a a pastor's wife. Um, I understand, JB, that you grew up in the church. Um, How do you think about how how big a part is spirituality in your relationship? And I think uh, the fact that I'm a woman of faith and a praying woman. It's how I got the gig as JB's wife. (laughs) Um, I think it was the missing ingredient to a lot of her past relationships. Um, And (laughs) what? 
<laughs> you gonna tell me what's the missing ingredient? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you because you was dating heathens. I'm gonna say what well, I, I don't have no secrets. We all family right now. My wife knows best, right? Okay, <laughs> were you were you in a relationship with a woman of faith? Carry on with no, a woman who could pray you, were, you were out right, of a situation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> with a woman who knew God, did you? No, you wasn't. So there. <laughs> But, you know, I say that to say that, no, in all seriousness, it is very, very important. Um, We are definitely a praying family. Um, We definitely have a high regard for, um, we are not religious, but we are spiritual, I would say. Absolutely. Religious is not the thing. It's very spiritual. Um, And so my faith comes from... uh, believing in God and unlearning the things that I've learned as a child growing up because I was religious, strictly religiously raised. And I had to unlearn a lot of that stuff. Uh, when, can you tell me more specifically what you feel like you've had to leave behind um, when you identified as religious? You, you no longer do, but why Why not? Well, well, because there's a difference between religion and then spirituality. Uh, and you have to leave religion behind, you know, and that me- comes with a lot of rules. Yeah, it comes with a lot of rules, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of man-made rules, a lot of personal man-made rules. Ding, 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 ding. Um, hmm. so my spirituality uh comes from having my own relationship with God, and I think that encompasses being a good person, you know, being respectful, you know, being kind. You know, all of those things are godly. Those are the things that I um, that I, I hold faith in and stay true to in terms of my faith. So you you don't currently have a church community. Well, we we right? haven't been going to church. It was in COVID, and now since some of the the restrictions have been lifted, we still haven't found no. a church home. No, mm. we'll create one though. Before we wrapped up, I asked them about their upcoming projects. Nisi has a new movie out on Netflix called Beauty. And this fall, she'll be the lead on a spinoff of the ABC show The Rookie called The Rookie Feds. JB appears in the latest season of Pea Valley on Stars, which is a fantastic show about a strip club in Mississippi. And she's making new music. I have a single that I uh, released uh, May 9th. Uh, titled We Drip, which was inspired by my wife, which was initially a love letter that turned into a song. Um, when you say We Drip was inspired by your wife, will mm-hmm. you tell us a few words of it? What What are the words that you think of when you think of why um, Nisi in that song? Well, studying your lashes, kiss the curve above your lips, get undressed. I intend to know you like the surface of your skin. We caress. Ooh. Come near, intertwine. With figures in the moonlight, loving this view. Soft hips, that dip. I suppose you know, doing this, we drip. (sighs) Nisi, I get it. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Every time she sings a note, my clothes fall off. What could I do? What do you want from me? What do you want from me? 
That's Niecy Nash and Jessica Betts at home in Los Angeles. You can check out their new, very cute clothing line at thebettsofbothworlds.com. Get it? We also put a link to our first interview with Nisi Nash from 2017 in the show notes. It was a show in L.A. that also featured Alia Shawkat and Terry Coleman, A Great Night. And I also interviewed Nisi for Fresh Air back in 2015 when she was starring in the HBO show Getting On, which is still one of my all-time favorite shows. Check out a link to that, too. Death, Sex, and Money is a listener-supported production of WNYC Studios in New York. This episode was produced by Afi Yellow Duke. The rest of the team is Julia Furlan, Zoe Azule, Emily Botine, and Andrew Dunn. Our intern is Lily Clark. Special thanks to Casey Deal for her help with this episode. The Reverend John Delore and Steve Lewis wrote our theme music. I'm on Instagram at Anna Sale Picks, P-I-C-S, and the show is at Death Sex Money on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you to Christine Kemp and Amherst, New York, for being a member of Death, Sex, and Money and supporting us with a monthly donation. You can join Christine and support what we do here by going to deathsexmoney.org slash donate. Now, Nisi and JB did tell me about one place their age difference shows up in their relationship. I always tell my wife, I say, you know, I'm going to be going to Walgreens for you soon. I'm going to get your ointment, your ointment drawer ready. And you know what's funny about that? Okay, fast forward to, they, they play basketball in the backyard, right? This one, you know, I was an athlete back in my day. Got out there, crossed all the kids over, came in here, knees look like grapefruits. I'm like, where the ointment at? Who needs the ointment? Not me. Who needs yes. ointment? That is true. That is true. Um, my body is not the way that it used to be 20 years ago. Welcome to the age of ointment. I'm Anna Sale, and this is Death, Sex, and Money from WNYC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.